If you are stuck in the grind and don't know how to get moving, if you have lost your dream or struggle to know how to make it happen, if you have been dreaming of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Valued Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life with tools, knowledge, and support that will allow you to create a thriving business that aligns with your values and goals. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from the work they do so they can live the life they desire. You deserve it. It is possible. This show features interviews with people who have already created success in their lives and businesses and stories about everyday people living extraordinary lives. It's time for you to add value. Anna Weimer is an enthusiastic marketer in the real estate space. She loves the creativity, problem solving, and systems that turn marketing into a well-oiled machine for agents who want to create leverage in their business. Favorite ways to spend time outside of work include reading, playing the piano, playing with her new puppy, and exploring her home state of Colorado with her husband, Josh. And I'm so grateful that you're willing to join us today and just excited to learn more about your journey as an entrepreneur and, and how you're um, serving the world. And so thank you for joining me. It's awesome to be talking with you, Robert. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, I mean, just to get started. So how did you uh, start your entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> that one actually has to go way back. Um, I grew up in a family where we were constantly doing something that had to do with, with being in business. Um, everything from baking stuff to have my dad take it to work and sell to all of the guys on uh, the, the ramp. Uh, he works for United Airlines. Um, we mowed lawns for uh, the, the elderly neighbors in the neighborhood who just couldn't get out there and do it anymore. Um, so it's kind of just been in my blood. Um, I started teaching piano uh, when I was in my late teens. Um, and it turned into one of those things where until my mid-20s, that's pretty much what I did. Um, at that point, I figured that I should add a few more skills <laughs> um, to my arsenal. Um, ended up being employed and as of earlier this year, just kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, I'm ready to be out on my own, uh, doing my own thing. I, I've got a stockpile of just knowledge and stuff that I've learned and it's time to bring all of these skills into one one thing and, and make a go of it. <laughs> nice. And how did you, uh, how, how did you choose which of your gifts and talents you were gonna <laughs> present to the world? <laughs> Seriously, though. Yeah. Sometimes it was like, I, honestly, almost everything that I've ever done, I've thought about turning into a business. Um, but I had been in the real estate world for the last four years, um, working specifically with a small brokerage, um, really on the back end side of things. So I was running their marketing, the administration side of things, um, transaction coordination, just all this stuff that's happening where I wasn't actually, you know, working with clients directly. And as I started paying attention to, you know, the other agents that we were working with and um, just listening to some of the other stuff in the industry, it was one of those where it's like, man, a lot of people struggle with this. And it was a situation where a lot of real estate agents, especially when they first start out, I don't think they recognize that they're actually running a business. Um, the, the business model in real estate is, is really, really interesting. Um, so it's one of those situations where when it comes down to having to do all of the things now, most newer real estate agents just aren't 
they're, they're not set up for success when it comes to being able to do all of those things. So that was that was really where I started focusing, um, kind of had a soft landing. I had been tossing this idea around a little bit uh, towards the end of last year and reached out to a friend who's a real estate agent of 20 plus years, I think. Um, she's got her own brokerage. She works up in Alaska. And I was like, hey, we've been coaching together. Um, here are some of my ideas. And she's like, hey, we need a marketing person. So it ended up being one of those where it's not like I had to you know, make the leap from being employed to being completely out of my own. Um, but it was one of those where I actually had the opportunity to have that runway of working with a brokerage before I decided to cut ties and, and just start this thing. Nice. Well, so let's talk about the value of connection and and how obviously that was a connection um, yes. that helped you get started. But in what other ways have has connections been been beneficial? Honestly, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today without some of those relationships and some of that connection in my life. Um, real estate is a very relationship uh, centered industry. You you don't have a business if you don't have relationships and being able to talk to people, being able to network, um, being able to, to make those referrals. For me personally, honestly, that is where the first six months of my business, that was where my business was coming from. It was from people that I already knew um, or people who referred me on to other agents that they knew were kind of in that boat of, of needing to get some of these marketing projects done. But just didn't have the bandwidth and it wasn't just happening on their own. So yeah, knowing people, um, having that be a reciprocal thing, um, I think is also super important being able to refer other people to them. Um, having that not just go one way, uh, taking care of people on both sides of that equation. It, it's vital in business, especially if you're working as a solopreneur. So what's been the most valuable in, in creating new connections? Hmm. That's a good question. I would have to say, be first of all, just being open to it. Um, as an introvert, it's not something that I typically do, just go out and search for um, you know, tons of people to talk to. It's part of the reason why I probably won't ever do much as an actual real estate agent. I would much rather be on the backside of, of just making everything work. Um, but for the most part, I would, I would have to say just getting out. Um, I moved to Colorado Springs uh, towards the end of last year. And so just getting out and starting to meet agents in the area, um, the whole, hey, I am new to the area is an awesome way to segue into conversations. You know, who should I be talking to? How can I get involved? Um, being being open to that, but then also being intentional about it too. Um, because when when people <laughs> when people try to you know plug in sometimes it's almost a little bit passive aggressive where it's sort of like they just sort of make themselves available and expect people to um just just come flooding to them and i guess i've found that that's not uh the way that it normally works you generally have to be fairly intentional and fairly um i'm not going to say aggressive i'm not quite sure what the word is that i'm looking for but um, energetic i guess in in pursuing some of those things uh depending on on the circles you run in Nice. Well, and you had help in, in a connection that, that gave you a soft runway to, to, to build up on. Um, exactly. what, what was your biggest challenge um, in, in building your business? Oh, 
that, <laughs> there, there's about a half dozen things that pop into my mind all at once. Um, I guess for me, it really has been a lot of what I help other people with. Um, being able to focus on just one thing, figuring out how to take that to completion, and then from that point, how I want to build on it. Um, that that would definitely be a big one. Um, just from the standpoint of, I am doing my own marketing. I am trying to serve my clients to a very high level. Um, I, obviously, I'm trying to learn and stay ahead of you know what the marketing trends and what the real estate market is doing so that then I can actually translate that into the strategies that my clients and I are going to be building out for their businesses. So it's been, yeah, it, it's been a mixed bag as far as those challenges are concerned. I would say, you know, just the time management aspect of it um, is, is one of those things that I have to be really careful not to let projects start eating up more time than they're allowed to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> then you're back to changing hours for dollars. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that is not the end goal here. Obviously you come across it with a lot of confidence and you mentioned being an introvert. And mm -hmm. so what, what have you done to, to make that transition? <laughs> Once again, I'm going to credit a lot of my growing up years. I'm actually the oldest of 10 children. Um, so even being an introvert, like there were always people around and it was one of those kinds of things where, you know, we, we got along. Um, I love my siblings still have great conversations and great relationships with all of them to this day, but growing up in that environment, um, you know, there's that natural, this is how I want to be spending my time. And then this is the family that I'm in. So there's, there was some of that, that, you know, just had to get used to early on. Um, and then I think that some of it just kind of came from being homeschooled. I would honestly credit with a lot of that just because um, in that environment, it wasn't one of those situations where I was only used to talking to people my age. Um, you know, again, talking to the neighbors who you know are retired and, and just want to shoot the breeze and want somebody to listen to them. Um, teaching piano, obviously having to communicate with uh, little people who I, I was trying to get some of these concepts across to them. So I think that a lot of it really does stem from just my upbringing, which I am extremely thankful for because it did. It laid the groundwork for a lot of the people skills that that I'm able to to reap the benefit from now. Um, those early years really laid that foundation, I think, for me. Nice. Well, you mentioned communication and um, learning to listen. Um, how valuable is, is, is listening as a, I, I mean, it's, it's vital in my opinion, um, just from the standpoint of you don't have all the answers. Um, it's not like you've gone and lived somebody else's life and understand exactly where they're coming from. Actually listening to a book yesterday, um, Coaching Habits. So I don't do coaching, but it was one of those where I've seen the book and heard an interview with the author. I was like, this guy's got some really good things to say. So I was listening to it and he was talking about the difference between, you know, just sort of inundating people with questions as opposed to being able to have some really pointed, really, um, thoughtful questions that are going to actually elicit more of the thought process of the person that you're talking to. Um, 
one of the things that he said was use the question and what else um, multiple times, just because most of the time when somebody just starts talking to you, um, you're, you're getting that first layer of, you know, what, whatever's top of mind for them right then. Um, if you continue just digging um, and listening carefully to what it is that they're saying, you can start guiding that conversation to what the underlying and the real challenges are for them. So, yeah, from a standpoint of listening, um, actually listening to what they're saying, not what you think they're saying is, is a first step. Um, but then definitely being able to go a couple layers deeper um, just so you're, you're getting a full picture. That's, that has served me well in the past several months, just talking with clients and understanding their business and their struggles. Nice. <clears throat> so in building your business, obviously you have a relationship with, with Megan. Um, how, how have you sought out mentors? Hmm. You know, it's been one of those things. A lot of the connections, like we, we kind of started out talking about, um, a lot of those connections um, were the, the first place. So my connection with Diet up in Alaska, um, obviously that has paved the way for, for an amazing working relationship. Um, one of my old colleagues, um, David, he is he's an amazing guy. And it was one of those kinds of things where when he had joined our brokerage, um, he's just one of those guys easy to talk to and just has that fantastic perspective. So in a lot of ways, I would almost say that some of these people, it's almost been more by accident. Um, Megan worked in the same office as I did, um, just a couple floors lower. And so that was, that was kind of how our relationship started. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's all chance, but again, just paying attention to who's around you and the wisdom that they have to offer. Um, that, that has been the thing that has served me um, the best in, in the past. Mm, I guess we're coming right up on a year now um, since I started poking around with this idea. Nice. Um, accidental mentor. I like that. <laughs> more or less. Yeah. As, as I'm saying that, it's like, huh, I wonder if I should be more focused on that. But at the same time, like those people are still in my life. They will continue to be in my life and I, I am learning a ton from them. So yeah, I, I guess that's one of the things that I've also noticed is that there is such a thing as too many voices in your life and in your business. And so for me, it's been, you know, these people who are already a very integral part of who I am and what I'm doing in, in my business. Um, yeah, it's like once there's something else where I need another voice, I trust that that person is going to be there. Um, but yeah, as, as far as right now, I've, I've got, I've got some good voices in my ear and I'm kind of sticking to it. Nice. You mentioned um, learning to stay ahead. What, what, what have you intentionally been doing for your personal growth? Um, <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. If you were to ask my husband, he would say I'm either on my computer or reading pretty much is, is the way that that goes. Um, I'd like to think that I've got a little more balance um, than that, but uh, seriously, I love reading. It's, I, I think probably more that introvert side of just, you know, this, this is something where my brain feels happy. Um, so I, I would say reading is a big part of it. Um, listening to podcasts actually over the past, Oh boy, probably four or five years. 
Um, pretty much when I'm in the car, that's what I'm doing. Um, listening to a select few podcasts where there's, um, you know, somebody who's been down the road that I want to head down with my business. Um, or even personally, um, there are a few health shows that I listen to some of those kinds of, um, things as well, just branching out so that it's not just all business all day, every day. <laughs> so you, you mentioned, you mentioned your husband. So yes. you throw in what, uh, what's your most memorable date? <laughs> um, so that one, that one is kind of funny. Um, I had mentioned wanting to go on a hike and uh, live near a place called Castle Rock. And Castle Rock is named that because there is a rock that really stands out and is prominent. And so, I mean, we got all geared up. We got the hiking pants, the caps, the um, backpacks full of water. It turned out to be like a 10 minute walk. It, it wasn't even a hike, but we got a really good half out of that one. It's like, yeah, so I think we overprepared there. But yeah, that, that would have to go down as one of those where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll ever forget that one. We still laugh nice. about it. Yeah, that's pretty fun. So just on, on that same same kind of note, what, what, what was your favorite dinner? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> There's been a lot of them. My husband is a foodie. He likes to go find out-of-the-way places. Um, I would have to say one of my favorite was we were up um, in Oregon touring the Fruit Loop, which is an area of orchards and vineyards. And there's just a whole bunch of stops. Uh, the last one that we stopped at one day, um, they made the most delicious gluten-free, like hand handmade crust. That, that was seriously the most mind-blowing pizza that I have ever had. Been gluten-free for a number of years, and it's not often that I can say that. So that was amazing. Pair that with the cider, and we were actually able to sit there with a view of Mount Hood. That was, yeah, that, that was pretty phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so how important is character as an entrepreneur? <laughs> I almost kind of feel like that's a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, it, it's like without character, you, you probably, or I should say without the right character, you probably are not going to make it very far um, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. Um, I, I guess character is one of those big bucket words um, when we're talking about you know, your values, how you show up in your business, just a lot of those kinds of things, how you communicate. Um, but I would have to say, <laughs> yeah, with, without without developing and being intentional about gaining certain characteristics, um, if you don't have them just innately, uh, that's <laughs> that's going to set you up for some pretty, pretty rough road. Um, specifically things like um, being able to <laughs> just get over a, a day or a launch or a project that just sort of blew up in your face. Um, that grit of being able to just get up, learn from it, do it again. Um, integrity, being true to what it is that you say you're going to do. Um, as a solopreneur, your your um, reputation truly is everything. So making sure that you are delivering on what it is that you're saying that you're going to deliver on um that follow-up just making sure that you are staying in integrity to to what it is that you've said you 
you would do for for your clients. Um, so yeah, I, I would say when it comes to character, um, <laughs> it's probably one of those things where a lot of people are going to say, you know, they just weren't cut out to be an entrepreneur. Um, I kind of disagree with that. There are certain people that just don't have any interest and I get that. Um, but the, the intrinsic being of being an entrepreneur, um, I think that there's a lot of stuff that you are, if you're willing to put in that work, you can develop those characteristics and have the character of being a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. I, I agree. I think all of us were, were created, um, with a, with a gift inside us of of some value that 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 can solve a problem for the world and totally and that's totally. what that's what an entrepreneur does right is yes is I can solve a problem I can help the world be a better place um, do something for humanity in, in some good way and be compensated for it right exactly exactly it's it's a a beautiful relationship when when you can see that happening um, and and you know that you are actually doing something for someone else that is just making their life, you know, worlds better. Absolutely. So, so you mentioned time management and intentionality. Um, do you, do you have a morning routine or a, a daily routines that, that you. you <laughs> yes. Um, and it's, it's been an interesting one because my personality and my nature is to be super, super rigid with myself. Um, I, I would say that's probably one of the best things that I've learned from my husband is just being a little bit more relaxed. So there have been times when I've struggled with that balance of, you know, this is my morning routine and I'm sticking to it. Um, and then, you know, those seasons where it's been like, nah, forget it. Um, so I, I honestly feel like I'm kind of in that that happy middle ground right now. Um, so it's like, you know, these these are the things that I want to take place before my workday starts. Um, and this is the the time roughly that I know I'm going to need for it. Um, so I'm able to do it in that fashion rather than having, you know, just time slots, 20 minute time blocks that, you know, I'm, I'm just sticking rigidly to. So for me, that's things like getting up, um, doing either some yoga or, or some other, um, just movement um, right in the beginning. We're actually getting a dog in a few weeks. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking that walking the dog is going to be one of those things that will start the day. Um, devotions, uh, breakfast, obviously getting ready for the day, um, you know, taking a few minutes to connect with my, with Josh, my husband, before both of us start our work days. Um, breakfast, that's kind of a non-negotiable. Have to start with breakfast. And then that's usually the first couple hours of my day. I'm usually, you know, ready to go around 830. Nice. And so your, your intentionality in, in communication, in, in developing relationships, um, how has that served you in people that are part of your audience, but not necessarily clients yet? I guess, how, how are you helping people transition to make that move from just an audience member to potentially becoming a client? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the balancing acts that I'm still trying to figure out, quite honestly, um, but is that balance between giving value and giving value for free. Um, figuring out where where those lines get drawn um, for me is a learning process at the moment. I would say it comes down to a couple things. Um, <laughs> most of the information out there is high level 
Um, it's, you know, just go out and do the thing where my brain is happiest and where I've been able to make the biggest difference for my clients up to this point is really breaking stuff down, giving them a step-by-step, giving them some options around that. So for example, um, one of the lead magnets that I've got out there is a PDF that walks you through essentially the easiest video that anybody is ever going to shoot when it comes to being a real estate agent. And that's a market update. You don't have to come up with any of the content. All you have to do is pull some numbers and you have to be able to talk through and explain what those numbers actually mean to the world at large. Um, So those are the kinds of things where it's like, you know, taking something where real estate agents are hearing, you've got to be doing more video. You've got to be in front of the camera. First of all, most of them don't want to be. Um, It's a, fairly uncomfortable thing for most people, I would say. Um, But then it's one of those where it's like, well, what do I even talk about? So for me, it truly has been as far as like my customer journey, if you will, um, the way that I'm connecting with people right off the bat is just giving them something super straightforward and one thing that they can do. And then gradually over time, obviously, as I'm in in relationship with these people, or at least with their inbox, um, then that becomes something where I'm able to continue adding to that arsenal. And eventually they've uh, quite a number of people just end up, you know, deciding that, hey, they're ready to take that next step. They want some help, you know, with a bigger strategy or what have you. Nice. So what are your thoughts on on gratitude? (laughs) What is life without gratitude? I I mean, it's one of those things where I look at, I mean, the world in general, um, especially right now with just everything being crazy. um, And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, why are people choosing to be so miserable? Did they know that? They were- <laughs> what a great question. Um, and, and it truly is one of those things for me. Um, I remember saying thank you to my husband while we were still dating. And he's like, you know, you don't have to say thank you for that. And I'm like, but I want you to know that I appreciate it. Um, so I, I guess in my mind, it's just kind of intrinsic to like living a life that's actually full of joy. Um, Being able to actually notice the things that are around you and being slow enough at moments or or slowing down enough, I should say, um, to actually notice those things, appreciate them, be grateful for, I mean, the fact that I can breathe today and there's not smoke in the air. That is something that I'm grateful for. Um, this summer, there, there were several days where that was not the case. And it kind of made those those days a little bit harder. So, you know, just even small things like that. In my mind, gratitude is one of those things that if you can't be grateful for those very small things that are just so easy to take for granted. Yeah, no, nothing is going to change when those big things happen um, in your life. So yeah, starting, starting with the small stuff is, is definitely, I think for gratitude and, and being able to develop that, that sense of appreciation, gratefulness really should start from. Well, and, and you mentioned the real, the real bottom line is, you know, why would people choose to be miserable and, <laughs> and gratitude, gratitude is the quickest way out of that. Absolutely. Right. And so absolutely, it's, the first step towards a positive mindset. And so, um, and obviously, 
you know, you're choosing a, a positive mindset. What other tools do you use to help keep yourself there? Hmm. I guess there would be some small things. Um, like I said, uh, you know, just, just starting the day the way that I like to just moving my body, giving myself the chance to wake up, um, spending some time in devotions, just starting with some quietness um, in the morning. Um, those those really typically will set the tone um, for my day. I guess one of the other things that I've, I've done when it comes to being able to um, you know, de deal with days. Mon Monday was one of those days for me. I, I do not have a case of Mondays most of the time, but this one was a Monday. Um, and it was one of those kinds of things where I've counseled my, my clients and I've, I've tried to make this a practice for myself where it's like, just because something went bad in the morning, the morning did not start the way that I wanted it to. It does not mean that the rest of the day has to be a total loss. So sort of giving myself reset points, um, you know, just because you fell off of the eating program that you wanted to, um, you know, on day three does not mean that you have to destroy the rest of the month and start again next month on the, on the first of next month. So for me, I guess it's been one of those just mindset things where I'm reframing, okay, this, this was a bad moment. This was a bad morning. And now I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to reset and the rest of the day is going to be fantastic. So I, I don't know that that's necessarily a tool as much as it is just kind of the, the way that I've decided to frame, you know, those moments when things are just not going the way that I want them to. Well, there's a lot of folks that don't have that tool in their toolbox. So I would consider it. For now, okay. You're willing, you're willing to pull that out and recognize that I'm not going to let somebody's you know, 10 seconds of comments impact, you know, the rest of my entire day. And, yeah. and many people, you know, obviously get stuck in, you know, a whole day just because they had a flat tire on the way to work. And, exactly. And, exactly. And that's just, that's just an event or a circumstance. It doesn't have to be all of your reality. And no, exactly. And it, it doesn't have to dictate everything else. And I guess the other thing that sort of goes along with that. Um, I can't remember what podcast it was that I was listening to, but they, they were bringing the focus back to the fact that you will find more of what you're looking for. Hmm. So if you are looking to go out and be offended, you know, the person who's having a rotten day and they're short with you or they cut you off, like you're looking for a reason to be upset. And so that serves as a reason. And I think the reverse is absolutely true. If you are looking for reasons to uh, going back to that idea of being grateful. If you're looking for, um, you know, the ways that your day is going right, uh, those those can help counterbalance those moments when it's like, yeah, I, I want to throw my hands up in the air and just be done. <laughs> yeah, David Goggins called it the cookie jar. He put all the successes in the cookie jar so that when he had a bad moment, he could pull a success out of the cookie jar and read it and remind himself. And that's a good for, one. For us entrepreneurs, it's those testimonials, right? The, yeah. the client testimonial and and you just got to save them and put them in a little folder and, and sometimes you know when you feel like i'm a total fraud i'm wasting my time <laughs> how on earth am i gonna you know help anybody i can't even help myself yeah go back and pull out one of those testimonials that says oh you're fantastic all right <laughs> yeah no and, and that's no joke i mean it really is one of those things where you know, having something go wrong with one or two clients, it really can make 
make you question your validity as hopefully not a human being, but at least <laughs> as a business owner um, that, that you're wanting to be. And so, yes, having having those other things to counterbalance it, always, always a good idea to have those in your arsenal. Nice. Well, you mentioned piano. What other things do you like to do in your free time? So I still play. I'm uh, moving down here to this house that my husband and I bought. My mom actually got piano movers, um, set that piano back down. So I'm actually playing on the one that I grew up learning on. So that's, wow. that's fun. Um, like I mentioned, love reading. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy when my nose is in a book. It's, it's pretty much always been that way. Um, honestly, I've, I've got some varied interests. So obviously now being a homeowner, um, there's things like I, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the yard that, that I want to dig into. So getting ready to transplant some stuff later today. Um, being in Colorado, it's pretty much the perfect place for getting out. Um, haven't been doing it as much uh, this summer just because starting a business takes a lot of time. Um, so haven't gotten into hiking that I normally like to do in the summer, but yeah, that's that. Th those would probably round out the top three or four things that you'll find me doing. Nice. So what inspires Anna? <sighs> Beauty. Beauty really inspires me. Um, orderliness, both of those things um, in combination. So I'm, I'm sitting here staring out my window. I, I would have to say nature to to a large extent. Um, the simplicity and the orderliness that you can just find when your business is running the way that it's supposed to be, um, when you're not overcomplicating things, all of that just just you know turns into this just satisfying um, elements of, hey, there was there was disorder, there was chaos, and now look what we've created. We've created something that is functioning, it's delivering the kind of life that, it, in this example, like my clients are, are after. Um, and so, yeah, those, those would be some of the things that really just sort of set me back on my heels every now and then and make me take a deep breath and start all over when there's another mess in front of me that I am trying to bring order to. Well, it sounds like kind of your specialty. So yeah, <laughs> you're, you're attracting the mess because that's, that's the message you're putting out there. Seriously. Yeah. It, it was funny growing up. Um, it was one of those where um, <laughs> each, each of us sort of had our role in the house and, and mine was organizing and cleaning. Like that was the thing that I did. And as I've looked back over just the different jobs that I've done in the past couple decades. Um, that is that is the thing that is consistent in all of them is, yes, you've got a mess. You're not sure where to start. Let's bring some order to this. Let's let's put this together so that it's something that can actually work for you rather than sort of being that, you know, just that messy knot that's hanging around your neck. <laughs> nice. So so what is Anna's big dream? Big dream. Mm. For my business or personally? Either way. <laughs> um, I, I would have to say that they're both tied together. Um, when I started my business, one of the things that I wanted was um, freedom, mostly in the time 
area of my life. Um, and I've actually been able to see that come to fruition. I actually just got back from Georgia. Um, my, my grandmother was down with COVID and it was, it was pretty bad. And so it was one of those things where it's like, this is the exact reason why I wanted to be in business for myself because I can take this anywhere. And so I got to go down there for a week um, and help her just kind of do the stuff that needs to happen when you don't have a lot of energy. It just piles up. So the grocery shopping, those kinds of things. So I would say within the business side of things, um, really that freedom of, of being able to spend my time um, where I want to, where it's important for me to on a personal level. Um, honestly, kind of taking things slow right now. Um, not, not going for anything really, really huge. Um, at some point, I don't know if it's going to be a nonprofit or exactly how it's all going to happen, but um, want to be involved with orphans in Eastern Europe. Um, that's that's one of the things that has just been on my mind now for probably about 15 years, um, starting to to see some ways that I can be involved. And so, yeah, that's that that's one of the other things. Wow. So tell me a little bit more about Eastern Europe. What's the connection? Um, actually, it was funny this summer, the summer brought a lot of it back to me. Um, I remember the 1996 Olympics and one of the highlights that, that the, um, the station had done was highlighting the Romanian, um, gymnast team, female gymnast team. And it was, it was one of those kinds of things that I remember watching it. And obviously these children, they're taken out of their homes, like super young, age two to three um, sometimes because they can spot the talent that, you know, these youngsters have. And then they recruit them into the gymna gymnastics programs. And I remember watching that. And the thing that stuck out to me was how sad um, those eyes were of pretty much every single one of those girls. There wasn't a lot of light um, behind their eyes. They obviously are excellent and world-class at what they do. Um, but just looking at the sadness and then understanding, you know, that system behind it where they're, where they're taken away from their families. Um, so obviously they weren't orphans, but that kind of uh, spurred on the interest in Eastern Europe, Romania specifically, um, and just over the years, as I've learned more and just dug in a little bit more, it's it's one of those where it's like, yeah, there's there is definitely a need there, um, mostly for hope. There there is a tremendous amount of sadness, um, tremendous amount of drug use, and and those kinds of things that just destroy lives, and. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart when I'm seeing kids sort of as the <laughs> they get the worst end of it because they can't control any of that. And they just end up having to deal with with the fallout. So, yeah, that's that that's kind of where all of that stems from. Wow, that's awesome. I like that. So. In making that big dream happen and you're sitting across from an entrepreneur and I know you're a young entrepreneur, but maybe somebody's at the same stage in their business as you are. What's, what's Anna's words of wisdom? <laughs> um, within your first year, give yourself plenty of space to mess up. <laughs> um, I mean, just expect it. There's going to be things that go 
amazingly well. And then there's going to be stuff that seriously just blows up in your face. Um, the other thing I guess that I've learned is there is so much information out there. It is easy to get stuck in a loop of just trying to learn and absorb. And if you're not taking action on it, it's not going to do you any any good. So, I mean, some of that is like the perfectionism. We think that we need to have all the information before we start. Um, some of it is just having so many people talking into your life. So being able to find, you know, one or two people that you are going to listen to and you're actually going to take action on what it is that they tell you to do, that would be one of the biggest things. Give, your, give yourself space to mess up but then make sure that you are actually taking action, that you're listening to a couple of people and you're doing the work, not just staying busy learning. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And this has just been so enlightening and so exciting to see where your business is heading. And obviously great things are going to be coming for you as well. It's been awesome. Thanks for the conversation. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. We have a free gift for you at addvalue2entrepreneurs.com. We've created a collection of the top tips that have been shared on our show for entrepreneurs. Do you struggle with procrastination, putting off the work until the last minute? Well, you are not alone. Many of our clients start there. We are launching a new five-day challenge to help you take more action and make more money in your business. Each day is a 10-minute video lesson and a worksheet. If you take 15 to 30 minutes to do the worksheet, it will change your life and business and exponentially increase the amount of work you get done each day. Right now, it is only $27 and contains five of our best tools for helping you move forward. It can be found at addvalue2life.com slash action. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day.